Let me go get a beer. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. No, I see we're recording right now. I, I turned it on. I don't give a shit. It's not between that. You didn't know we're drinking beer. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the intro then. So go grab something and drink. And I'm going to go ahead and steer this ship like the captain I am. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your favorite wrestling podcast. This is Raph Sparza. I would be saying right now, I'm joined by one Mike Stallings. I didn't go anywhere. Well, you said you were going to go get a beer. Yeah, but I drink Mountain Dew, so I don't kind of want to. I don't want to combine the two. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to drink. I think you were just jealous that I was drinking. A little bit. Okay, that's I fine. Think a little bit. It sounded refreshing for like two minutes, and then the Mountain Dew was like, no. <laughs> but I told you this beer is terrible. So anyway, all right, that's not the here nor there. We want to be sponsored by great people, so we're not going to say uh, much more than that. But Schlitz. It's not definitely not splits, but I'll tell you guys this: we've missed Colt you. Colt forty-five. Uh, you know, if it was Colt forty-five, I would be talking like one Billy D. Williams. Hey, did you not think about that? Were you not in the Last Jedi? Me too. Even though I could have been, Billy D. is very sad. Spoiler alert! What? No, it's pretty clear he's not in the movie. Oh. It's not really. I got all excited. Uh, okay, let, let's talk about a few things, guys. First of all, it's been a while since we've chatted with you. Uh, in general, we had a nice episode with one Douglas Williams, who has been very well received. We've been uh, retweeted by what PC Ultra, PC Dub Ultra, and then uh, Heather Monroe, his uh, fiance, also gave us a shout out. Maybe we need to get her on the podcast. What do you think about that, Mike? Well. You got to go through the proper channels. I don't know. You have to ask Douglas for her hand in podcast, I guess. <laughs> I don't think that's how I think she's her own woman. She can decide for herself. I know. When I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, it's completely the opposite. <laughs> in fact, considering I, she considering she made the first move, move on the guy, yeah. she initiated it like it was Bumble or something. <laughs> and, he's, and he's, I can't believe he still said no. Well, okay. <laughs> I just love the fact that she initiated it. And we, we have so much shit to give him about that. But uh, we thank everybody for retweeting that. This is a state of the world right now, guys. We're going to give 28 minutes right now to go over what the fuck's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Because we're confused. I know that people get a little tired toward the end of the year. Uh, some of the writers start mentally going on vacation. And that's pretty apparent in the dubs. But elsewhere in the world, Mike... There's hot fire going on, and we felt the need to chat with you guys about this particular hot fire. What has given the wrestling community a surge of energy, Mike? Alpha versus Omega. Now what? Are you drinking your beer? That's not the time to be drinking. I'm drinking. trying to. I signpost to you <sighs> so that I can take the second to drink. That's how this works. And two, you can't use hot fire right now. It's what do you not. Mean it's it? too soon. You're in California right now. I'm from Santa Barbara. I kind of. Hey, the hot fires are mostly in Japan right out now. right now. Okay, so it's in Japan. Okay, so what the fuck's happening? And why do people like it so much? Because wrestling fans hate everything, but they love this. Why do they love this? Because it's, it's, you know, we were talking about, it's not new, it, it, but it is. It's so simple, but it's 
it's not though it's there's so many layers to it but it's such a simple thing it feels like less is more but it feels like more it's almost just rides the line of it being perfect you know what i mean it's uh how jericho remains to stay relevant and being actually he's probably the most over wrestler right now wouldn't you say i think without question and here's the thing he's able to have feuds with anybody right now and i mean what a life that you can literally go there and say yeah i want to do a feud right now because why not yeah but people assume when he goes away he's just going to go on his on to do fozzy you know what i mean he puts that out there so i think he's doing a good job of keeping it under wraps and showing up with you you know what i mean i think that's what the dubs was trying to do with Brock Lesnar by keeping him off TV yeah. and then having to be like a special attraction. I think Jericho's made himself his own spe- special attraction by knowing when to pick and choose when he's showing up at the WrestleManias. And, you know, he's not, which is interesting because he's not showing up at this year's WrestleMania because he's got um, his concerts, but Wrestle Kingdom might as well be yeah. his WrestleMania at this point because it's so, so big. It's so different. It's just, it's just fresh. But it's not, though. <laughs> I love how you keep saying, it's fresh, but it's not. I just want to ride the line of being able to. Here's what I like about it. it. And this is something that I think you're alluding to. But I want to make sure it's pretty clear that we both feel this way, which is when you have individuals who are storytellers who just are able to do the simple things but make them entertaining. That's an amazing set of performers. It's the the right time, right place. And boy, do we need it. Because, again, as the aforementioned, the WWE is in a, a little bit of a, a holding pattern. I don't know exactly how to describe it. But I think they're hurting. But let's stay on the Wrestle Kingdom. Because Jericho, so good. And the thing I loved about it is, so they they had Jericho come to, uh, you know, do like a run-in at the end of a match, lights go out, he does a code breaker, and I might add a single-leg code breaker. Not a double-leg, single-leg. So you got to wonder where the power is on that one. But here's the other part of that, Mike. They continue it when there's a press conference backstage. There's nothing I love more than when pro wrestling has press conferences. Because, man, does that continue every element of kayfabe. But like a real press conference. Mm-hmm. New Japan's good at doing that. Yep. New Japan. They don't do stuff like that, though. Nobody attacks. I mean, they usually get a forum to, you know, practice their Japanese and <clears throat> cut their willy-nilly promos like the craziest thing that they happened was to uh one of the tongas one of the gorillas of destiny kind of try to cut this like shoot promo where he's saying how the bullet club was this and that and everything it was bullshit started all this cussing and that was like the craziest thing until omega i want to keep thinking jericho no jericho did attack omega at the press conference right so there was a a table being thrown. I thought it was Omega attacked first. Right, 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 right. But Jericho gets the better on the promo end of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, they're just doing a good job of 50-50 in it. 
off the bat. You know what I mean? When you said the single leg takedown, New Japan's so good that I think that's part of the match to, for him to get the other leg to have it be the power. <laughs> have it be like, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird thing because nobody is watching New Japan like they are now. Is it because of Hot Topic? Could be. You know, it's Bullet Club. It's because of the Bullet Club for sure. Yeah. It's it's a hundred percent because of the Bullet Club. There's no questions questions about it, how that's just been the hot fire. It's just been taking over. And it's made rest it's made independent wrestling like relevant and cool. So of course for Jericho to piggyback off of that, I mean he's got a shirt coming out on hot topic immediately, like <laughs> this Friday. Which I know everybody's gonna be all about. I just don't know. His face is so big on it, I just don't know. If I need him yelling at everybody, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, and it, it's just, but for him to do that in the WWE's face is a, uh, it's kind of a crazy testament of how serious he fucking takes it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I, after this, I was really questioning, is he the greatest ever? One of them, right? Undisputably one of them. Who else has been able to flawlessly keep this kind of storyline going on as they get this much older. Cause like, you know, Flair would still be in the mix when he was getting up there, but then they started doing like just wacky shit when he was super old. And if you look at it comparatively, Flair would always have to just get away with what he was saying. Basically like inside the ring, not necessarily what he was doing all the time because you know, You'd start to see the the patterns of him doing his greatest hits and fallen face turn. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like a nostalgia thing. Like, and look at the venue he's doing in fucking TNA. Yeah, I'm sure he they gave him what probably eighty percent, you know, of his character to work on his own. So yeah, all bets are off with that. He can't even do a panel, let alone run TV for whatever, however long that worked. That was a weird. That was a weird time in his career. So I don't know if it's like a testament to Ric Flair. It's just a different thing because Jericho keeps taking it as serious as anybody, you know, work or not work. You know, at first was the list of, you know, was that going to be the thing really? And then, of course, Dylon, 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 Dylon. (laughs) Jesus. So, yeah. He's one of the best ever. But who's he, who do you compare him with right now, though? You know, he's doing a lot less. He goes out there and works, but he doesn't have to do the the ricochet stuff and the Zack Sabre Juniors, all that kind of stuff. But he could still probably run a match with those guys, too. That's the beautiful part of uh, Jericho. He's Like, if you think about it, you know, making sure that he does a, a feud with uh, AJ, making sure he does a feud with Kevin Owens, now Omega, like... Just keeping such an ear to the ground of saying, like, this is where the pulse of wrestling is and this is where I need to be. I think that's amazing. And I'm doing some math right now. Let's say, what is it? Jericho's 46 right now? Is that what? Really? It makes me sad. Yeah, Holy shit. 46? I think so. I'm double checking my math here, okay? Dude, that makes me think I could go. You want to go? Let's go try it at Santino Bros. <laughs> Listen, but Jericho's, I mean, if you ask him, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, um, why are you doing that? <laughs> so let's let's go back right now at 46 comparatively because I brought up Flair and I want to make sure we see this through. 
Flair at 46 was WCW 1995. And that was him having to put over Hulk Hogan. And if I'm recalling correctly, that's about the time where Flair's dropping his pants and doing whatever he can to keep the company afloat. If I'm not mistaken, it's also right about the time of like uh, Tropic Thunder and Hogan about to do like a heel turn as well. So like it's it's in a very weird stage of WCW and like Flair's doing whatever he can to keep things afloat. But let me see here. I just want to make sure I'm not bypassing. Yeah, but his resume already bypassed already. I don't know. You have to see if his resume holds up to what Jericho's did. He won the Royal Rumble. He's one of the only people to win the belt at the Rumble. Sure. But wasn't he number one or two? I thought he was number one. Now, I know he, he had that. Don't you guys write this podcast before you guys go <laughs> on? Jesus Christ. Well, let's look at this. Okay, so best feuds of the year. All of them were really... In the 80s. Okay. Well, Steamboat, he well, it was Funk. Well, fucking Funk, Harley Race, and Ricky Steamboat. And then Sting. Yep. I don't know if Funk really counts. I think it's Harley Race, Ricky Steamboat. So, Sting. okay. So then let's compare that to Chris Jericho. Let's just double check. Sometimes you have to put Chris Irvine, everybody, because Breaking Kayfabe, that's his name. Ooh, 47. Shit, he just turned 47. Dude, I want to be at where he's at at 47, dude. Living the life. Lead singer of a rock band. He's going to, well, and that's what I was going to bring up too I, the cruise. Like, this cruise is going to be a big deal. He got Ring of Honor to sponsor it. I mean, I just, I don't know if I'd want to be on that boat, dude, for real. Yeah. Could you imagine just <laughs> how <laughs> no. many days? Like, five days? Four? Yeah, I, whatever I, cruise is, dude. I get seasick, so it'd be misery. <laughs> so let's see here. Okay, so now we're talking uh, feud of the year last, you know, tw- two thousand eight Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, twenty ten Wrestling Observer Best on Interviews, two thousand eight, two thousand nine Best Interviews of the Decade. That was last decade. Who Jericho? Yeah. Uh, 2000 to 2009, best interviews of the decade. Promos? Mm-hmm. Huh, that's an interesting. Yeah, some of these are a little off. Like, I liked it best when he was cutting promos in his suit and tie using big words that we never... Oh, my God. Like calling everybody troglodytes, <laughs> sycophants. But, like, you just think of the different eras of which he's doing it in. So... Yeah, it all makes sense. So when you call him, like, one of the greatest of all time, we're not exaggerating here, people. Like, he was able to carry a great feud with just about anybody. But more importantly, like, his feud with John Cena where he went full suit and tie was like, oh, okay. Good on you, dude. Yeah, but they crammed Christian and it just feels like he's always never gotten, you know, the only time it's really felt like they gave him the ball was the um, his undis- when he beat... Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night and became the first ever undisputed champion. Maybe he's kind of like the Batman of it, you know? He's kind of like the hero wrestling needs. Well, see, that's what the thing is. When he's cutting these promos and he's he's trying to take it seriously and he's cussing at the photographer for staring at him and shit, we're laughing at that. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're not, like, scared. We're like, this is great. This is 
one, it's genius, and two, this is fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he knows it's funny. Like, he's just trying not to corpse at that point, <laughs> which he's great at. You know what I mean? Good thing Omega's not in the picture because they would do the same thing. I can't wait for him to show up on being the elite. All right, so let's put a pin on that because we're obviously not done talking about it. Oh, fanboyed about Jericho? Oh, my God, I love him. Well, I mean, everybody's going to fanboy over Jericho, but I think it's appropriate at this time because, listen, this isn't happening until January 4th, so we're going to go through an entire, what, three weeks of of watching this happen? And I don't know. I don't know if they. W- I don't know if they should. I don't. I think they should just let it rest for a second. I think they should build up the rest of the card around it. That car- that whole card is good. And to think that Cody Rhodes Abushi yeah. is <laughs> might be the opener is yeah. insane. <laughs> I just want to point out too, um, and I, I hope you guys are excited for this as well. Uh, we just cut a new video. Uh, somebody in MMA used a dragon sleeper. Oh boy. And just in case you aren't familiar with what a dragon sleeper is, first of all, go learn yourself. But second of all, um, I have breaking news here. I don't know if you know this, sir, but I want to read it to you. Um, Josh Barnett just liked me calling it a dragon sleeper. (laughs) On a thread where the video was. Wow. That's so because he gets it because he's calling the 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 wrestling on the access and he's also yeah. familiar with your world of the muzz I like to call. It. I can't <laughs> get that down. The 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 WWE BJJ. You can't get that down. No, it's too many letters. You know what's funny is I love when people say this. It's sort of like when I tell people, like, hey, I work for The Tonight Show. They're like, oh, who'd you work for? And I go, oh, I work for for Jay. They're like, I like Conan. (laughs) Cool. Okay, cool. Thanks for telling me that. That's really important to this conversation. And then it's especially great when I go, oh, I work for Conan, too. Yeah, I like him better. Great. Jay and Conan are super nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just, I think that Jay is just, and I was like, don't care. Nobody cares what you think, dude. Just want to point that out. It's kind of that same vein where when we we have people who are mentioning like, hey, this is what this is. It's a dragon sleeper. There was one person who was like, actually, it's named after me because I invented the move. And like Josh Barnett was like, um, actually, no, it's a dragon sleeper. Um, the ultimate dragon was like super popular. And the guy's like, you mean like a pro wrestling fake thing that nobody's heard about? Yeah, clearly people have heard about because they're hashtagging. The ultimate dragons, fucking <laughs> dragon sleeper, and not the move you came up with. Okay, first of all, Jericho invented it, and second of all, what more cred do you need than Josh Barnett? Like, I mean, like, yeah, we, oh, I get it. Like, Bro, no. the fact that Josh Barnett was like on my side on this fake made wrestling. me just sit there and go. <laughs> Second, you really gonna call it fake wrestling? The Josh Barnett, yikes! <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, didn't Josh Barnett try to fake wrestle? He does. I, I mean, mean, like, he does pro wrestle, and it's it's intense. The only time you should say fake wrestling is to when you're trying to meet a girl, I guess, and you just can't like suppress it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're kind of public wearing your Undertaker shirt, and like, <laughs> yeah, I like um, like wrestling. Whatever, I hate it. I wear it ironically because I hate it. My gym shirt. 
No, big ups to the people wearing the... I saw a guy in the store wearing a cease and desist shirt, and I went up to him and said, no, it's one suite. And he got all excited. I heard my aisle over going, yes. <laughs> Dude, I was at a bowling alley, and I saw one of the guys wearing uh, an Omega shirt. And I just – I looked at him, and I was like, excuse me? And he's yep. like, uh, y- yeah. Yep. And I just – I looked at him, and I pointed at the shirt. And same thing, just giant smile on his face. And I was like so- – just a head nod. I was like, Good. He looked at me and he was like, right? And I was like, yeah, we're good, dude. Brian went, Brian Downey once said, it's like a Bullet Club shirt is awesome unless you're at a wrestling show. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Just... Well, it... speaking of which, what do you think about this Cody Rhodes Bullet Club um, taking the bet against Meltzer, saying that they can't sell out a 10,000-seat arena? And breaking news, they've narrowed it down to either Chicago or L.A., which begs me hmm. question, do, is this the return of Philip, our good old friends? Please? <laughs> is, is that what it, no, seriously, is that what it would take to sell out? I mean, the, the rumors been Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, which I don't, you know, which would be awesome, but I think if... CM Punk came out in any kind of facet that would put it over the top for sure, especially in Chicago, dude. Forget yeah. about it. What are your thoughts on the situation as I learn how to segue over to a guest? No, good for you. That was good. I, I like that one. Um, you know, I think we should just have a segment on our show, and I like the guy just fine. But just like Meltzer's complaints, just like reading it like it's fan mail of just him being like i don't like no this. that's so funny you said that I was listening so and i've been in my hiatus i've been doing a little research on the podcasting and i've been listening to brian vinnie and and melzer and it's gotten to the point where it's like brian will alvarez will introduce him and he'll just be like oh hey 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 just let me preface <laughs> just, let me, just let me let you guys know that this is not just whatever dot 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 all just bad news that I'm not in I'm not in the mood. I, I here's what I like about this though, Mike. Uh so Milter has a mail bag. So maybe our segment should be uh Dave Melter's mailbag's mailbag. That's amazing. Uh because uh, listen, it literally says send to mailbag at wrestlingobserver.com. What are you sending? I'm just saying I want to know what's in his mailbag's mailbag. That's Can you all. please send that, please send that to him, please? <laughs> I, well, I bet you could you tweet that to him from from us and see if he responds to it. You know how it's always in like the rectangle at the sure. bottom of it and the responses above it. That'd be amazing. So okay, here we go. Um, what would his answer be? Well, let me read you a, a couple of these. Super, super kicks. <laughs> He said, okay, here we go. No, you missed the point. Such a believable fight would get a better rating if it gets over with the crowd. It's about trying to convince people from the start this is different from every other match on the show. Eh. Like, okay. What do I, what are we, what is he talking about? Braun Strowman You don't get the context. You don't get the context. Just read them. And I won't. No, that should be the segment. We have to guess what the fuck he's bitching about. And every answer, like, it'd be like a philosophy test. It'd be like D, all the above. Here we go. Here, here, here. Here's the next one. No pay-per-view. 
<laughs> here's the next one. Here's can I go? Can I do one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here's the next one. No. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay, ready? Yeah. It will. <laughs> this is the best game we've ever come back. It's just ask <laughs> to mailbag at wrestlingobserver.com. So woo! Why do you think's in his mailbag's mailbag? I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. A smaller mailbag. It's it's Russian. I also like this. All right, here we go. Tell me what. I think this one's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, just Japan tradition. Everyone runs that week on the same date every year. Like my life isn't complete until Dave Elzer is explaining what Japan traditions are to me. Vince didn't tell me straight out, but the last time I talked to him, he said something of the sort, so I can only confirm that he might have thought it. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. And I, this is my favorite one, I think. I, because the, the context is endless. The only way live. There you go. At work. Woo! That was that was good. We're gonna do more wow. of that shit. They need to teach that at Imp. Like, I can see Dusty like making that, that making that it would have made that a class. You know <laughs> what I mean? That was the promo class. It's like <laughs> Dusty would have definitely been like, I see it all in your toes. You're getting right into the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a little sassy on that one. Let's talk about this, Mike. We've got, right now, five minutes left on this show. Let's make the most of it, shall we, sir? Yes. All right, Indeed. state of the WWE. What the fuck is happening? Yes, or, no, it's tomorrow or is today? I don't even know. Salute to the troops. No, no, no saluting troops. No. Machine Gun Kelly, no, 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 no. They still do the concerts? At, I don't get it. I don't, I don't I, understand, but I, I would just think, like, you know, I always think on behalf of the troops when I think, like, oh, man, who are we going to get? I can't wait to see Machine Gun Kelly. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. But, that gets so, but they do do good stuff out there. They go out there, you know. You know it's, it's, it's not so much the, that we're against the show. Like, the, the idea for the show is the right idea. Like, give them a good show. But then, like, sometimes you want to see them come together. Can I make an impassioned plea? Can we do something where we just let Rusev be Rusev? Because when he's saying it's Rusev Day, uh, there's a giant smile on my face when, when that happens. But a lot of the other stuff, I still have bad memories of him still, like, being a monster and crush and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, the shit he's doing online is m magic. So Well, he came out in a tank at WrestleMania. I was there live. I can't unsee that. And I can't unhear the 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 Machka HBK mashup, which is sheer brilliance. <laughs> so good. I can't, I'm not going to do it any justice. It, no, there's no <laughs> way we can top it, but it's amazing. All right. Three minutes left on the clock. What is the worst thing going on in the dubs right now, Mike? I can't figure out what to do with um, the Brock Lesnar thing. Nobody likes Kane. Um, I posted something that if they wanted to ride this whole um, broken Matt thing, they should have – doesn't Matt know how to work with Brock Lesnar? They did that way back in the day. Can they, they have Brother Nero and Broken Matt try to you know, do something to Brock to fill some time? But no, we're going to get – 
I guess we're doing Kane versus Braun Strowman. And the only way this will work, Raph, I'm telling you, I'm calling it, and it's going to be a 2% chance. The lights go out, and this Undertaker thing has to finish with him somehow, some way. But that's sad. So I don't know if they'll be able to do it. (laughs) But that's the only feasible thing I could see this without it being Roman and Brock, which is – which, testament to Roman, that was a hell of a match last night against Cesaro – on the same token, I think it just might have been a Cesaro match because Cesaro is fucking the man. It's yeah, not Cesaro's been a secret really forever. Man. So, All right, I don't know, man. It's just too long these days. What do you think was wrong with the dubs? Um, it just seems like they got to pick one storyline to go with and make it their A storyline. And, you know, I think we're at a point now where everybody understands their place in that organization. Like, if you're not the A storyline then put on the best fucking matches you can. Like, don't worry even about your story. Because... Well, what about the what about the mirror storyline they got going with the girls right now? What is that? Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, all right, dude. We're down to the last minute, Mike. What do you, so What's on your mind? So much, we spent so much time on Jericho and stuff. Now you're making me... I'm talking all fast and... I, listen, make the most of it. We've got one minute left. So, Mike, I'm giving you 30 seconds just to say whatever is nearest on your mind in the state of wrestling. Go. In the state of wrestling? In yeah, the state just... of Nevada? In the state of California? My hometown is almost on fire. You know what I mean? Um, the state of wrestling is, yeah. Isn't Clash of Champions on Sunday? I think so. That was a terrible go-home show, man. You know what I mean? That's I think that's what I get excited to watch wrestling. I always think like Monday and Tuesday roll around. I'm like, yeah, let's watch... I'm going to get gear up, and then I just go, wait, what What am I getting so, like, it's not like it was back in the Attitude Era where you're, like, running home and changing the channel to see because you knew something was going to happen at the end, and that's, that's what I think is missing. End time. All right, listen, guys, we're glad that you were able to catch up with us. This is a catch-us-up episode. We want to make sure that we're staying current with you guys. It's been a while, so you're going to hear more from us. Um, obviously, this is just... I mean, he's right. We spent about a good 15 minutes being like, Chris, you're like the greatest of all time. (laughs) But you know what? Are we wrong? Tell us we're fucking wrong. Just tell us we're fucking wrong. And tell us that you're not excited about this fucking match. I was going to tell you that I was going to try to get – we're going to try to bang this out more and stuff. And then you put me on the spot. I sent out like an ass clown. Well, you know what? It's be prepared. Boy Scout No, there was no preparation. I even said that. I even segued into that earlier. When was the last time I wrote down anything? Do you think Roman Reigns gets to be prepared? No. (laughs) He gets out there and he stares blankly at the crowd. And sometimes he stutters. But you know what? He mostly remembers the lines he was told to say. So think about that. Suck a tash. You know, if Roman Reigns can get through today. What is that, 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 that like uh, meme for Beyonce? It's like Beyonce wasn't built in a day. Roman Reigns wasn't built in a day. Mike Stallings. Man. Is that a Raph original? Raph original. Make that the quote of the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us at Real Hill Section. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. All the good stuff. And uh, if you haven't heard our conversation with Douglas James, please do yourself a favor. Go listen to it immediately. Mike, do you have any uh, parting words you want to say before we get on out of here? Yeah, I think we're coming back next week with my main man, Alan, who's running a show for QPW. He has a bunch of good stories about what he's seen and what he's going to be doing. 
on these random phone calls from Chris Hero and shit. So that should be an interesting conversation. He likes to get off track and uh it's always fun when you can just talk to somebody about wrestling that that gets it you can say for life and they just kind of move on without saying what <laughs> yeah exactly so uh great stuff coming up if you guys have uh things that you want us to see in the world of wrestling send them our way we'd love to chat about it on the yeah, show give us stuff to talk about i think like you said there's no formality to it i'm you know this is going off the cuff i'm kind of breaking the fifth wall right now but yeah, let's get uh, let's make a heel. You know what I mean? Make a heel. Yeah, indeed. No, it's let's make a heel. I oh. was doing the game show riff, Raf. Hold on. Oh, I like that riff, Raf. Give me one second here, real quick. Hold on, let me see if I can close this one on out. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for coming and listening to us. This has been another edition of Heel Section. As we go ahead and close this one out, just check this out. Because he's Cliff, no one. <laughs> playing pranks on everyone. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, you're the one. Something, something, have some fun. You what got a fucking caddy. Everybody knows that this is the song. That's it. That's what I know. That should be the whole podcast. I'm telling you, it's always at the end, motherfuckers. That should be the end. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> Catch you guys next time.